This podcast is brought to you by jewishpodcasts.org. Start your very own podcast today at jewishpodcasts.org. Hi, good evening everyone. Welcome to Tea and Tehillim. Tonight we're going to be learning Parak Kof Yod Ches, 118. I have a lot packed in here tonight. And I guess it's a good thing because we're not going to be having another shear till after Shavuos. The Sunday after Shavuos is going to be our next class. So let's begin. Okay. Parakof Yorches. Um, it's better if you have a talent in front of you. As always, um, you'll gain much more if you have a talent. So David is expressing his relief at the death of King Shaul. Shal HaMelech, who was trying to kill him relentlessly. He was chasing him down, trying to kill him. So now that Shal is dead, it's now David's turn to ascend the throne, and now he's safe from the threat of Shal. So he fills up this parak with messages of gratitude and bitachon, which are very soothing. They give us a lot of chizuk. And at the same time, even more than that, they give us a high-level perspective on a very important question. What, what question are we going to be answering here? The question is, what is the most beneficial mindset to adopt when experiencing difficulties in our life? And we're going to explore why is this mindset so beneficial for us? What are the reasons why it is so beneficial? When we explore the reasons why something is so beneficial for us, it ups our motivation to actually work on adapting those mindsets. Okay? So Pasuk Aleph, Parak Kof Yorchas, Pasuk Aleph. Hodu Lashem Kitov Kiliolam Chasto. Give thanks to Hashem, for He is good. His kindness endures forever. So the Arbar Benel says here that Hodu Lashem Kitov. Yes, we often see that Hashem does good for us, but very often those good times end up being followed by periods of Hester Panim, of periods of Hashem concealing Himself, of, of darker times. So we have to remember that Kiliolam Chasto. Hashem is doing us a chesed, no matter what it seems to be, whatever difficulty or hester panim we encounter, it's really that it's really just a continuation of Hashem's chesed, and it's just we don't we don't perceive it that way, but that's really the way it is. So Pesukim Beis Gimel and Dalit here are going through the three different groups of people who are all saying Kili Olam Chasto. Yomar Na Yisrael, Kili Olam Chasto, Yomar Na Beis Aaron, Kili Olam Chasto, Yomar Na Yuvei Hashem, Kili Olam Chasto. All these people are supposed to say, need to say, and acknowledge that Hashem's kindness endures forever. So what's going on here? So that Barbanel continues with the explanation that the, these three groups of people are representing the fact that every individual person has their own specific moments of seeing Hashem in their life, of seeing the kindness and the miracles specifically happening to them in that time. But that doesn't mean that they see Hashem's chesed as constant, as constant goodness throughout their life. So therefore, each of these three groups of people need to be responsible for saying and for recognizing and for reminding themselves, Kili Olam Chasto, that even though I saw Hashem in this moment and I, you know, I might not see Him in general, throughout my life, but really, Kili Olam Chaso, it's all good. Everything is a chaset from him. Pasuk hey, Min HaMetzar Karasika Anani Vamerchavka. From the streets, I called upon Hashem. He answered me with expansiveness. So here, after we speak about Hashem's chesed, about Kili Olam Chasto, and we each group, every member of Kali Yisrael fortifies himself with this knowledge that everything is a chesed, the good, whatever looks good, whatever looks bad, it's all chesed that endures forever. So now after we strengthen ourselves with that knowledge, now 
David Amalek comes and says, Min Karasika. At that point, when you have that Amuna, you're ready to pray. You're ready to come to face Hashem and, and to daven to Him. So the lesson for us here is that Tfila really needs to come from a place of complete Trust in Hashem's chesed, not from a place of despair and feeling constricted and suffocated by whatever we're dealing with, but from a place of accepting and knowing that it's good and trusting that Hashem's going to do more good for us in the future. And this is an idea that we're going to be focusing on. This is really the the main topic that I'm going to be bringing out, the main theme from this parak, and we'll be getting into it more a bit later. Okay, so here, let's explore this beautiful pasuk. There's so many beautiful ways to understand it. David Amelech is saying here, when I was in distress, and he was in a lot of distress in his life, always answered me with relief. He provided relief for me in my distress. So let's look at the different ways of understanding this beautiful Pasuk. Number one, um, what the first idea is that if I dive in from a place of trust and openness, if, right, if I'm coming in like we are here from a place of Kili Olam Chaso, then Hashem will indeed answer me. He's going to answer me. I can assure myself that he's going to answer me. But it's not necessarily going to be that the answer is in the exact form that I want it. It's going to be, it's going to be, it's going to expand me and do good for me in, in the way that Hashem decided that that's the best way for me. In the way he determined that I should be answered. And that's the true merchav. That's the true expansion. The merchav ka is the best, the ultimate best for me. Um, so, for example, a person might ask for, you know, Hashem for an easier job, an easier time with their job. They might have in mind that if I have a raise, I'll have an easier time. I'll, I'll enjoy my job better, let's say, right? Let's say they decide that the way they need their merchav, their expansion, is through a raise. But, the Merchav Ka might be different. Hashem might decide to take away their job altogether. They might end up getting laid off to make room for a better job that might give them more fulfillment and more pay or whatever it is. So we have to be open-minded in our tefillah that it's going to be the Merchav Ka. And that's going to be the best thing. The second idea here is that tefillah itself can bring Merchav. Just the davening, the call, the karasika, the calling out can bring the expansion and the good feelings for us. We know that when we sit down to say Tehillim or when we daven at tefillah, it, it gives like a good feeling washes over us, a very calming. You ever notice that calm, relaxed, serene feeling that comes over you when you're praying? And why is this? What is this about? It's because when I'm praying, I'm connecting to my neshama. I'm connecting to the truth of my neshama. And my neshama knows everything. Doing anything that's holy is connecting me with that holiness more and more. That holiness inside me, that peace of Hashem, that neshama inside of me, and it that neshama knows it knows everything that it knows that everything that's going on right now in my life is exactly tailor made and perfect, and it's the best possible thing that could ever be happening to me right now. So when I connect with that, with that truth, with that higher truth, that higher perspective, that higher understanding, that that's the merchav. That in itself is expanding me and making me feel better. The third idea that I want to say is that the purpose of Meitzar, the purpose of the struggles and the constriction, the Tsar, that narrow place in our life, is the Merchav. In the process of finding a way out of my Meitzar, the whole purpose of it is to try to find a way out so that I can get to a higher place, to a place of growth in my own personal character in my own life. So, for example, 
if somebody has a difficult difficulties with a child, let's say, uh, kid is a teenager giving them a hard time. So this forces a person to really look inwards, to look into themselves and work through their own thing. What's going on inside of me? How can I grow through this experience? That's really the only way to really move things up in the world. A person realizes after complaining and complaining about everything going on around them, at some point a person realizes that the only way to actually control the situation is to look inward and work on themselves. So through this difficult child, let's say this person could come to the conclusion, you know, they can ask themselves, am I being too overbearing? Am I being too needy of this child's approval and it's creating, could be creating problems? Maybe I need to work on creating my own sense of security and approval coming from my own inside, from my own self. Uh, maybe something in me, in me needs healing and that's creating an overreaction to something that my child's doing, which is creating a negative, a, a reinforcement for my child to keep on doing those negative things. Maybe I'm not accepting my child for who they are and allowing them to be who they are in their own unique way. So we're really gaining this opportunity, this merchav, this expansion through the difficulty, through the metzah that we have. And that's the best way to grow is through those difficulties because they really motivate and push us to move out of our comfort zone. Um, just an example, I recently had a client came in complaining about everyone in, in her house. Everybody in my house is driving me crazy. The kids don't listen. The husband is not helping. Everything's a problem. And I really had, it took work to get her to, to look at herself. What can you do? I had to ask her, what can you do to make this better? What, you're the only one, you're the only person that you could control. Can you focus on your husband's good instead of constantly criticizing? Can you work on not yelling at your children and praising them for the good that they do to reinforce them in a good way to get different results? So this is the, this is the way. This is the way that we grow through the Metzar, through the difficulties, by looking inward and creating an expansion in our character and who we are. Pasuk Vav. Hashem lilo ira mayas adam. Hashem is with me. I have no fear. How can man affect me? So the Midrash Shochar Tov says here a, a mashal to explain this pasuk. And he says a king has a favorite attendant. Okay, picture that a king favors one of his, one of his servants and all the other workers in the palace are jealous and they start getting together to, to devise a plan and they start threatening this man's life and they say we're gonna, we're gonna kill him, we're gonna, you know, they're conspiring against him. But this man, this man who's the favored attendant of the king doesn't have to worry. Hashem li lo ira. He knows the king has my back. The king loves me. I have nothing to worry about. There's no person that could affect me negatively. Pasuk Zayin. Hashem li Hashem is with me through my helpers. Therefore I can face my foes. So we have to remember that anybody who's coming into our life to help us is a messenger. Is really There's no person that could help us without them having been appointed as a shaliach from Hashem. All the people that help us are shluchim, they're, they're messengers. And the reason it's so important to remember this is because it's very easy to fall into the trap of thinking that our help comes from people, our help comes from other sources besides Hashem. We have to remember that the help that we're getting from other sources is really coming from Hashem, and remembering this builds our, our trust, and it enables us to then put down in our evidence list that, look, look how Hashem took care of me, and not to see it as if it's happening through a natural means, through some other way. Um, let's look at the words, Vanir Abisonai. We are seen through the, uh, an interesting way of understanding this. I saw was that we are seen. I am seen. Who I am is evident. 
through my foes, through my enemies. What what does this mean? You ever you know those people who think they're doing the right thing and they hold steady and they're doing what they're doing and meanwhile everyone all the upstanding nice people around them think they're nuts and 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 are are begging them to change their ways but this person is not listening and this is an illustration of what this means we are seen through who our enemies are if everybody if all the people around us are against us all the upstanding good people if our enemies are good people that's how I know I need to look in the mirror and change what I'm doing. But if my enemies, if the stone eye are bad people, then I'm doing good. Then I know I'm in the right place. If the bad people are against me, I know I'm I'm the one who's right. It's better to take refuge in Hashem than to rely on men. Better to take refuge in Hashem than to rely even, not just on a regular man, but even on a noble. So this is just strengthening the above point of making sure to remember that Hashem Liba is right. All the people that are helping me are really coming from Hashem. So to, to focus on trusting men is just senseless. Okay. So Yud Yud Aleph and Yud Beis. So here we're talking about Kogayim Sivavuni. David Amalek is saying that all these enemies, he had so many enemies that came to fight with him. If you read in the Navi, in, in, in Shmuel, constant enemies were coming. He was appointed to the throne. He had to keep on fighting off the Plishtim, this one, that one. He never could relax. Uh, but every single time Hashem saved him. So that's what he's saying here. He's saying, my enemies encircled me, but in the name of Hashem, I cut them down. I got rid of them. I destroyed them. And it also says, Sabuni Kidvorim. They encircle me like bees. The enemy here is being compared to bees. So interesting. What's the connection? The Midrash Shochar Tov says, why bees? He explains that bees collect honey. And they think in their little bee minds, they think they're collecting honey for their own, for their own use, for their own benefit. They don't realize that really their beehive is in control and it's under the supervision of the beekeeper. And really they're just working for the beekeeper. Similarly, the nations of the world fight against us thinking that they're, that it's their own gain. They're fighting for their own gain, to gain territory, to get what they want. But really, they are just pawns that are manipulated by the beekeeper. They're pawns that are manipulated by Hashem, Kiviyachal, to fulfill his designs for the world. Pasuk Yadalit, Azivazimraska, Vaihili Lishua. My strength and my song is Hashem, and he has been my salvation. So when I put my strength in Hashem and I recognize that everything is from him, he comes through for me, he saves me. David asked, before David Amalek went out to war, he asked Hashem every time, should I go? Should I go out to war? Are you going to put my enemies in my hands? And in return, Hashem protected him because he was relying on Hashem. So the lesson here is before we make any decisions, before we do any major things, we have to ask ourselves, should I do this, Hashem? What do you want me to do? How should I do it? When should I do it? And when we show that we're putting our reliance on him, by he will be your salvation. Pasuk Yerches, Yasar Yisrani, Anani. Hashem has chastened me exceedingly, but he did not let me die. So this is the concept here of what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. The reason that Hashem is Yasar Yisrani, the reason he's, he's causing me to suffer, causing me, not causing me to suffer, causing me, um, struggles in my life is because he wants to make me stronger. Like we said, he wants to take me from the Neitzar into the Merchav to broaden myself as a person. 
to get to my individual shleimas in this world, and not lamavas. It's not for the purpose of killing me. It's the purpose of making me stronger. Pasuk yutes and pasuk chaf. Pischuli sharitzedek avavam odaka zahashar lashem tzadikim yavavavo. Open for me the gates of righteousness. I will enter them and thank Hashem. This is the gate of Hashem. The righteous shall enter through it. So what's the shar here? We're going to compare the shar. The shar that I'm supposed to be going through is is going to mean here, for the way we're going to describe the next part of the parak, it, it means the mindset. What shar do I need to go through when I'm approaching Hashem? What mindset do I need to adapt when before I come in, in front of Hashem? Here is the mindset. I thank you for you have answered me and become my salvation. The word anisani could mean that I'm thanking you for answering me. Could also mean kianisani, thank you for oppressing me, for giving me struggles and difficulties in life. So this is the first mindset. We're going to explore two different mindsets that we that we need to have for the best results when we're dealing with difficulty. And here is the first one. Thanking Hashem for making me go through this difficulty because Vatihili Yeshua, in the end, it was my Yeshua. It was the best thing for me. It was the merchav. It was the expansiveness that I needed in my life. It was the growth that I needed to achieve through this. So... Um, just like we spoke about a different, the difficult child that created a, a, an amazing adult, an amazing parent. And we also spoke about last class, the benefits of the challenges that we go through. And this is what it's talking about here, that when we have challenges, we have to explore what are the benefits? How can I grow from it? And in this way, will be Yeshua for me. So this is the first mindset. The first mindset we have to have when we experience challenge is that this is here as a help to me. And this is going to grow me and make me a better person. So we should look at it as like an appreciation, like welcome those challenges as, as use, to use them as road signs, to use them as a map, to know wh- what is this pain telling me I need to fix, I need to change, I need to do. The stone which the builders despised has become the cornerstone. So here it's, David HaMelech is referring to the fact that he was despised by his family. He was sent to work in the field as a lowly shepherd. And then what happened? Out of the blue, Hashem unexpectedly plucked him out of the, out of the field and anointed him as the shepherd of Kal Yisrael, anointed him as the king. So the stone, which the builders despised, has become the cornerstone. No, we have to recognize that whatever we're going through now is, is just a vehicle to get us to the opposite place, to the best possible place. And ask yourself, what good do you have now in your life that you never could have expected? You never thought this would happen, that you would end up in this amazing place, but you did. As an example, someone was recently telling me, that they made a simcha during Corona, during this crisis, and they thought they were so down about it beforehand. They thought it was going to be depressing. They thought their, you know, the, the family was going to lose out on the simcha. And in the end, the amount of people who came in their cars, who drove by, who showed support, was so much more meaningful to them during this time than it ever could have been. And the simcha was so ended up being so much more beautiful than it ever would have been if it would have been regular times. 
So what was your personal vinahapachu in your life? Considering and asking yourself, what was my vinahapachu? What happened in my life that was not the way I thought it was going to be? And it ended up being amazing. Considering that will help you face your challenges that you're dealing with right now with hope and trust for the future. So that's the second mindset. The second mindset we need to adopt is that Hashem turns things around 180 degrees. And just because I'm dealing with an issue now, don't be small-minded and just think about the present. Think about the, the hope that this could bring for the future. This has emanated from Hashem. It is wondrous in our eyes. So whenever you get that thing that you were dreaming of, when you get that Yeshua, that 180-degree turn, you're going to say, you're going to realize this is not a natural occurrence. This was not the natural order of the world that the Simcha should be so much better during this terrible time. Al-Pidar HaTevat should have been awful and depressing but so when you see that this these miracles came to you you're going to recognize that it's miraculous that it's going to be a wonderment in your eyes and you're going to recognize the Yad Hashem this is the day Hashem has made we will rejoice and be glad in him so here we're starting to talk about the benefits of adopting the mindsets that we discussed, these two mindsets of, number one, whatever's happening to me, I appreciate it because it's taking me to the merchav, it's taking me to, to the growth, and number, that, the growth that I need, and number two, to the mindset of, whatever's happening now can be completely opposite tomorrow, that trust and that hope that everything can change and turn around on its head. So what are the benefits of this? Here's one. This day, whatever's happening on this day, I can rejoice and I can be happy right now for I know that whatever is happening is a vehicle for awesome, amazing, wondrous, miraculous things to come. So therefore, this knowledge can enable me to rejoice right now, in Zahayom, with whatever I'm dealing with right now. So that's the first benefit, that it creates that beautiful, happy life that, in a way that I'm not dependent on the external circumstances for happiness, but just my mindset alone of knowing that Evan Masu Habonim, Rosh Pina, whatever is difficult now, can end up turning around and becoming the cornerstone of my life. This knowledge is, in itself, Gonna, gonna change everything and create happiness in my life. Pasuk Chafhei. Okay, last Pasuk that we're gonna be doing in this parak. Ana Hashem, Hoshiana, Ana Hashem, Aslichana. Hashem, please save us. Hashem, please make us prosper. Please give us success. So here's number two. Here we're gonna talk about the second benefit. So again, like we similar to what we saw in the beginning of the parak, where we said Kili Olam Chazdo, everyone said Hashem's kindness is forever, and then David was able Menametsa Karasi Katzuklas Hashem. Similarly, over here, once we adopt these mindsets that we were speaking about, and we go through this shar of of the tzaddikim. Now we're ready, Ana Hashem, we're ready to daven that Hashem should help us. So why is that? Why do we need to be in this mindset in order to daven? Because it's fila. The Gemara tells us it does not have 
a tefillah is not considered a tefillah shlema. It's not going to work, basically. It's not going to be a complete tefillah. It's not going to be effective if we don't come into it with trust, with complete emunah. When we come into a tefillah with emunah and hope and trust in the future being amazing and different and, 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 and good, then that's a tefillah shlema and that is going to help. So, so this is the second benefit that this mindset will make our tefillos be effective. They'll make them real tefillos that can actually get us places and that will open us up to Yeshua's. Okay, so to sum up here in this beautiful, beautiful parak, we, on this Rosh Chodesh, part of why I'm teaching this today is because today's Rosh Chodesh, and this is what we, the beautiful, for me, the most beautiful part of Hallel is all here in this parak. So the main point that we said here is the mindset. We spoke about the mindset during our difficulties that need to be, number one, gratitude for the opportunity of growth that's coming through our challenges. And number two, the trust that everything can and does turn around in a style in our lives. And we also spoke about the benefits. We spoke about the fact that we become happy. We're happy on this day. We're happy because we have this mindset. And number two, we we spoke about the emuna that's created through this mindset, which ensures that our tefillos will be answered, not necessarily in our merchav, but by merchav ka, in the expansiveness of Hashem and what He determines is the best for us. And we're going to also, in the tools that we're going to give tonight, we're going to see even another beautiful, amazing benefit for this these mindsets. Okay. Um, just to connect here, the, I see a, a very nice connection to Shavuos in this parak, because Rus went through so many struggles. She lost her husband. She left her her her, her life as a Moavi princess. She left her land behind. Now she's she's changing her whole life, and she's going through all these struggles. But through that, she was Zoha to have to to be the grandmother of David Amelach, who was the king who is the Rosh Pina, the cornerstone. He is the king um, that Hashem appointed over Klal Yisrael, and he will be the, 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 the kingship will be in his family forever. Uh, also, he, David HaMelech, even in his own, David HaMelech was born and was nifter on Shavuos, and he also is an example of this concept that we're discussing here today. He went through tremendous difficulties. He went through every difficulty in the book. But through that, he was able to write this beautiful Tehillim, this guidebook, to teach us, to comfort us through our own difficulty. And this is really just a beautiful, this whole concept of David Amalek and Rus is a beautiful illustration of the mindsets and the benefits of the mindsets that we're talking about today. So how can we, in our life, Adopt these mindsets just in time for Shavuos, in time to be giving birth to our our own amazing Yeshua. Just like Rus became the grandmother of David Amalek, how can we merit our amazing Yeshuos, our Benahapachus, by adopting these mindsets? What can we do? So, two ideas, here they are. Number one. And I'm going to give, each idea is going to correspond to the mindset, to each mindset that I spoke about. So we're going to have two ideas. The first idea corresponds to what we said about Odcha Kianisani, the, the mindset of thanking Hashem 
for my struggles? What can I do to really feel this in real life? Tough. Okay. So what you can do is you can, when you're going through, when a difficult feeling comes up in you, you can say the following words. I bless and accept this feeling. I bless and accept this feeling. Saying these words, let's, let's look into this a little, what the benefits are of saying these words. Okay. So first of all, the reason we say these words is because we're acknowledging, this is our acknowledgement of, yes, it's painful, but I bless and accept it because I know to Yeshua, I know that it's here to direct me. The pain that I go through in life is here to direct and show me that I need to, to be, you know, addressing a certain area of my life, changing something. And, and, and that's really going to be an amazing expansion for me. So there's an expression, life doesn't happen to you, it happens for you. We can't look at ourselves as victims, that life is just happening to us in, in ways that we don't necessarily always like. We have to look at it that whatever is happening that I don't like, it's for me. It's for my benefit. So that's why we say, I bless and accept this feeling. To give you an example that will really show you how amazing this is and, and how it really works, is that um, recently I was talking to a friend and she's divorced, and she has an ex-husband who makes her crazy. He argues with her. He stirs up problems over nothing, and she gets caught up and hooked up in his drama. So I told her, you know, try to say, I bless, when you feel like he's bothering you and he's making you crazy, say the words, I bless and accept this feeling. Recognize that the reason he's acting this way is not for you to enter the boxing rink with him. It's for you to work on something that needs healing inside yourself. And if you recognize this, you're not going to, and you say, I bless and accept this feeling, you're going to remind yourself not to react to him impulsively out of the pain. You're going to remind yourself, hey, this is a message for me. Let me leave the boxing rink. Let me walk out of the stadium and let me go wash my face and look in the mirror. Right? There's something in me that needs tending to that's creating this issue in my outer reality. So once we, we came in from that angle, now she's able to ask herself when, when, when her ex-husband starts to bother her, she can now ask herself, wait a second, what's the best way to handle this? What in me can I strengthen in order to not have to deal with this again and again? And she learned that if she doesn't want to have to deal with this and again and again, she, if she says the words, I bless and accept this feeling, it can give her that space and this insight. And what did she realize from doing this? She realized that if she strengthens herself not to care, not to care, not to get sucked in and feel guilty about what he's accusing her of, if she strengthens herself and, and to disconnect from that drama, then it, she won't be reinforcing his negative behavior anymore and he'll find somebody else to bother. So really, an, here's another benefit to adopting the mindset of of blessing and accepting this feeling. Another benefit to it is that it really gives us the clarity and the space that we need to problem solve in the best way. It takes us away from reacting from our pain and I bless and accept this feeling. It gives me that distance that I don't have to be in pain from this feeling. I can bless and accept it. And through that, I can have the space to create a better solution. So that's number one. Number two is a process. We're going to, I'm going to give you a process in order to address the second mindset of Evan Masu Habonim, Haisala Rosh Pina. 
How can I connect to this idea that everything can turn around for me? Everything can make a 180 degree turn. So the way I can connect to it is doing the process called It's Possible Up. It's Possible Up is an amazing process that I recently learned that is is so life-changing, just the concept of it even, without even doing it. Um, just the idea of it. So what is it? Basically, we're used to thinking about all the negative possibilities and the negative outcomes that can come out of whatever difficulty we're going through. Let's change that around. Instead, let's consider what are the positive possibilities. So, for example, with this difficult teenager that this person is dealing with, right, when they have that negative feeling and they start going down that rabbit hole of, of oh, no, this kid's going to grow up like this and that and the other, and it's going to be a disaster, and I'm going to have so much stress. Instead, instead, let's do it's possible up. What are the up? happy, positive things that could happen from it. And she could say, it's possible that through this challenge we'll become closer. It's possible that I'll learn to communicate with this child better and I'll be a good role model for her. It's possible that through me bettering my midos, I'll become better, a better friend, a better wife, a better coworker, and it could improve me in so many other areas of my life. It's possible that this whole situation will be easy for me to solve that Hashem will send perhaps a shaliach or an amazing therapist or somebody to help us, right? So it's possible up, opens us up to the positive possibilities that this stone that is hated could become the cornerstone. So think about, let's say, Mordechai, we were talking about Venahapachu. Mordechai at Tzadik could never have imagined, would never have believed that the whole story of Purim would be switched around and that Haman would be hung and the Jews would be saved. Rus could never have believed that through her going through all those terrible hardships and those moments did she ever think to herself, wow, I'm going to find a new husband and become the mother of the dynasty of kings that, that's appointed by Hashem forever and ever. Would she ever have thought such a thing? So we have to realize those things happen and we have to contemplate them by doing it's possible up. So just I would just go on and on exploring the possible amazing outcomes of whatever I'm going through. So just to review, to integrate the idea of appreciating challenges as helping us grow, we say I bless and accept this feeling and to help us trust that things will turn and evolve into great places, consider using this it's possible up process. The next class that we're going to be having is going to be Mitzvah the Sunday after Shavuos. Thank you everybody for listening. Have a beautiful, meaningful Shavuos and a great night.